Welcome to the world's first Straight Talk SolarCast. This is your go-to podcast for answers about solar. Brought to you by Solar Harmonics in Northern California, who invite their customers to own their energy by purchasing a solar panel system for their home, business, or farm. Each episode, we discuss questions facing people making the decision to go solar. The solutions to your questions are given to you straight by one of the leading experts in the solar industry, Jamie Duran, president of Solar Harmonics. Feel free to search our library for answers to questions that you're facing when considering solar. And now, here's Adam Duran, our host with the questions, and Jamie Duran, our solar expert with Straight Talk SolarCast. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Adam. How's everything in the land of solar this week? Well, it's uh, going great. Lots of super excited people to go solar, which is always fun. Yep. And uh, they're all very excited to get the solar installed before the end of the year. Uh, so we're doing our best, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a slow process. And so, uh, well, yeah, we'll do our best. <laughs> and then we'll be ca carrying people. We let them know, you know, it's, most of it's out of our control with, uh, you know, weather and permit offices taking vacations and holiday parties and holidays yeah. <laughs> so it's a yeah it just takes as long as it takes and then what we, uh, what's the rush get it together a lot of people want to get it done before the end of the year so that they can take it on their taxes take the tax credit ah. uh, for this tax year so when they file they're really not waiting very long but uh let them know. We'll do our best. We'll see how it goes. But, yeah, uh, I think cutting, it's cutting it close. So it's not you, right? It's the. It's a lot of times it's stuff that's out of your control completely. Definitely, yeah. So there's two parts that we don't control, which is the permit process and the uh, PG&E approval. So the utility approval. So got it. Those parts they just take as long as they take, and yeah. <laughs> so it's the way it goes. But, mm. What's on the docket for today? Yeah. So I wanted to give a quick update on the net energy metering. This was uh, the the change that this uh, California uh, Utility Commission is considering to eliminate uh, net energy metering or severely reduce it and then right. also institute these access fees. So mm -hmm. uh, right now people pay about $11 a month to uh, be associated, you know, have a PG&E account. Mm -hmm. And then uh, that's... That's the minimum they can have, but uh, PG&E wants to change it. So it, it goes uh, $10 per kilowatt. So if somebody has a seven kilowatt system, they would pay $70 a month. So a month. <laughs> and so that's, you know, that's, that's quite a bit. That's so, a big jump, right? Big jump, big jump. Yeah. So it's been, this process started in January and it's been delayed and delayed and delayed. And now it's been delayed again until after the elections because they're very worried about the public backlash uh, you know, and politicians absorbing that backlash. So we can interpret Good. that in two different <laughs> ways. You know, <laughs> one is that uh, the politicians have heard solar customers and say, uh, we do not want to have to deal with this. It's you know, kind of silly. Mm -hmm. And then the other part is, is it that the CPUC is coming with bad news and they're going to say, yeah, we are getting rid of it. And, uh, we just had the elections and tough it out. So we don't know. It's hard to, hard to say, but, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe towards the end of November we would hear. So happy, happy Thanksgiving. Oh <laughs> boy. Wow. Yeah. We'll, 
we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I mean, it's what do you think? Do you think it's good news or bad news that they're pushing it off until the elections? Well, I'm trying to wrap my I mean, I'm trying to wrap my head around. So I have whatever, I think 25 or 30 panels on our roof. I don't know what that produces kilowatt wise about. What do you think? No, it's not on the production. It's on the, the system size. Oh, okay. So what's that yeah. system size for you? So that, that's... I don't know. What are your, what are your solar panels? Are they uh, 200 I'm... watts, 300 watts? They're very well, old. Let's just call it 300 watts. Yes, thank you. So we'll do 325, so 7.5 kilowatts. Wow. So you would be paying 75 a month. That's not why I got solar. Dude. Well, and... This, the, the crazy part, I think, is that pg and they want to make it uh, retroactive. So what the? you, <laughs> what? Yep, you will be paying uh, for anyone who has solar. They want to say the access fee is now $10 per kilowatt, no matter who you are and when you got your solar and, and all of that. So, ouch. Boy, I would not like that. Well, Thank you. have you contacted your politicians, Adam? <laughs> I do this podcast like saying every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's personal for you. Yeah. yeah they wow. They did. Yeah. They, made, they, so. they picked on the wrong Turkey. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess what? I will have to write Gavin Newsom. Mm-hmm. Yes. And your, your local state assemblyman and all that stuff. So all right. that would be great. If you're in the audience and you want to learn how to do that, just Google it. <laughs> who is my representative? <laughs> yeah. And there's a pretty handy government uh, site that you just put in your zip code and it'll tell you who all your elected officials are. So and then get to... write to them and let them know to protect solar at all costs. Wow. That, that connection fee. Yeah. I, I'm glad that they put it off. I'm hoping that they will put it off again <laughs> for a long, long, long time. Yeah. Until we're all dead and then our kids are dead. And then, now well, <laughs> it seems like uh... we're all enveloped with a, 140 degree temperatures, but well, you know, in any event, I wanted to talk about one other thing. Thank you. (laughs) So, um, I got the great opportunity to travel to Europe, uh, the last couple of weeks. So that's why we haven't been on, on, uh, you know, on the podcast. And while I was there, I, I saw something in France where there is a gasoline strike and, I don't really know all of the particulars other than you go to the gas station and there's no gas. <laughs> and so Whoa. it's, it's a, yeah, so it's like, it's not like there's lines and there's not like there's, you know, it's rationing. There's just zero. The, the gas stations are essentially closed and people are just kind of wandering around. Oh, what do you do? What do you do? And so that got me thinking, what would happen <laughs> here? Oh my God. <laughs> If, uh, you know, uh, you know, not globally and, and, but I mean, let's just say there was a gasoline strike and mm-hmm. what would people do? How much panic would that, I, there wasn't any panic in France. So I, I but, uh, I think there'd be severe panic <laughs> here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, let's just say they just said, well, we're out and we're not getting any more for a month or so. So you really I was thinking, you know, kind of the best hedge, you know, like a lot of people are getting backup batteries because they're worried about these power outages. Right. But no one's talking about a gasoline outage. And so what what do you think? I mean, the answer is pretty obvious, but what do you think the answer would be if there was a gasoline outage? Well, you would obviously have to curtail driving, right? A lot. Unless you have an electric car, 
uh, then electric car. The, the the roads would be <laughs> that is the correct answer. Completely empty. So that would be nice. Uh, yeah, it is. And uh, but you know, so my my intention would be to you know just like people are are really concerned about power outages in California, so they're getting backup batteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, at about so about seven, I saw a statistic that said about seventy percent of people who are considering going solar, really want a backup battery. Uh, only about 18% actually get a backup battery, and that's because of the cost. Mm-hmm. But what about, you know, and so they're kind of protect. they want to protect themselves against power outages. But what if, you know, there was a way to protect yourself against a gasoline outage? Or, you know, it's also and similar to this is that gasoline is now back approaching $7 a gallon in yep. California. Yeah. And so a lot of people are freaking out about uh, gas costs. And so, of course, you know, they want to go back to electric and go solar and all that. But uh, I think one electric vehicle in the family is probably a great idea just in case. Yeah. Just like it would be a battery is a great hedge against uh, power outages, a uh, backup battery in the form of a uh, electric vehicle would hedge against any gasoline outages. And then, you know, obviously charging from solar and so that you can drive around and get to where you need to go uh, using essentially solar power. And that would, that would certainly help things. And obviously, you know, I don't know anyone who's excited about paying $7 a gallon that is not considering an electric vehicle. So, uh, so I don't know. It, I don't but, know. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I, I would just want to throw that out there that, you know, really as the, more and more people are getting backup batteries, they really need to consider, and probably they are uh, getting at least one, you know, one electric vehicle so they can live and work and get around and not be completely, uh, you know, tied into really the, the, the energy constraints that we're, we're all dealing with. So, uh, but growing your own power, you can't grow gasoline on the roof, but you can grow electricity on the roof and yep. then that electricity can power the home and power the electric vehicles. And then Eventually, if there is a gasoline shortage or a gasoline strike or gas is $25 a gallon, everyone can just laugh and laugh because they won't need it anymore. But we will need it. Trucks, big trucks, all that kind of stuff. Still, we need like oil. I think one big difference between obviously America and France is the size, right? People here are much more used to driving long distances, comparatively speaking, long distances to the office. Uh, I, I think in France, if you have an hour, hour and a half commute one way in a car, that's pretty rare. Um, but here I know that's kind of standard. I mean, I've had a, an hour commute since college, uh, until, <laughs> until kind of recently where I just, it, that was just standard. That was just what I was used to. So, uh, I, yeah, if gas prices continue to go like they are going, I don't know how anyone drives an SUV or a Suburban. Or, <laughs> I, I don't understand why they're buying them. Um, but I know my neighbors do. My neighbor across the street yeah. got a, a brand new Jeep that gets, whatever, 12 miles to the gallon. I mean, and it's a 2022. I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. it's uh, it I cost them $90,000. I don't understand <laughs> it. Uh, but, you know, it, it, they're living in a land where... I guess gas prices will never be expensive to them. I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know either, but yeah, yeah. it's, it's something to consider, something to discuss, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's really something we need to keep in mind. Uh, and again, hedging against power outages is one thing, but hedging against uh, fuel going out of control or just completely gone. And then, you know, we had a rental car and then we're like, okay, we, it's Ugh. 225 kilometers oh to my France, gosh. I mean, to Paris, to the airport. Sure. And the car has 125 kilometers left. So, <laughs> so to, you know, how, how far can we run with these suitcases? So not very far. So anyway, we did all's well that ends well. We made it home. You found gas? There's <laughs> another... We did, yeah. Okay. Wow, that is... I'm not telling anyone where I found it. But that's yeah. bizarre. That it's is... Secret. But I mean, yeah, here, unthinkable. Yeah. <laughs> unthinkable that you would have no gas. I know. I know. Economy, that's why when we were there, I was like, wow, what would happen? So uh, just imagine a world with no gasoline. Hmm. Everyone's remote, that's for sure. But even just, I know where yeah. I live, going to the supermarket, it's uh, it's whatever, five miles one way. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, yeah, you better have gas to totally get there. Walkable. No, yeah. you can walk. Or, or electric car. Fair. All right. That's, that's good. good. Cool. Today. All right. We're going to wrap it up there. Thank you for spending a little more time with us this week. If you have a question for an upcoming episode, you know what to do. You can go to our Facebook page. That's Straight Talk SolarCast. Send us a message through there. And Jamie will be sure to get to it on an upcoming episode. If you have a friend considering going solar, this would be a great podcast to recommend to them because it will save them thousands upon thousands of dollars over the life of the system. And finally, if you are so inclined, wherever you heard this podcast, it'd be wonderful if we got a five-star review from you. Just go over, click on five stars, and have a great day. Until next time, everybody. See you. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Talk SolarCast with solar expert Jamie Duran. Join us each week for more answers to your solar questions. Speaking of questions, got some? Email us at solarcast at solarharmonics.com and we'll be sure to give you an answer in an upcoming episode. This episode of Straight Talk SolarCast is brought to you by Solar Harmonics, the leading solar energy developer in Northern California, who invite you to own your energy. Visit them on the web at www.solarharmonics.com.